I have had the privilege of being in relationship with these men. Uh, I actually finally got to meet Samuel in person on Thursday. Um, but I've been friends with Eric and Gary for many years. I uh, went to Ethiopia with them, with New Covenant Missions. I think it was called New Covenant Foundation back then, and uh, back in 2015. And um, we got to visit some of these church planners that my dad was just talking about. And if you want to talk about being in the presence of heroes, you want to talk about being in the presence of people who make you so stinking convicted <laughs> you, 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 be, you get feel about this small, not in a bad way, like it's self-deprecating, but in a good way that says like, Holy Spirit, change my heart. Holy Spirit, give me new eyes to see. Give me a, give me a new heart like you said you would in Ezekiel. I need a new heart. I realized I needed a new heart whenever I went to Ethiopia and spent time with these men. Um, but I want to let Eric, who is the executive director of New Covenant, I want him to be able to uh, share a little bit about what is happening on the continent of Africa and the tremendous move of God that is taking place. Just mind-blowing move of God. Over a thousand churches planted in six months, friends. Do not let that become another statistic that you give a little golf clap to. Don't let that ever happen because that is, that is like shake a continent type of numbers. Eric? Thanks, Seth. You guys, it's just so wonderful to be up here and to be able to share with you what God's doing. Um, you know, I, I often just relate to Peter. I, I'm like just a silly fisherman. I don't know how I got up here, um, how, how God chose to use me. I came from the restaurant world, and uh, now here I am with these guys, uh, the real world changers, sitting right next to you. Uh, New Covenant Missions, to give you a, a bit of an idea of what we do, is uh, it's, it's really all about these guys. There's only a few of us Americans. We've got over 450 African staff members now. Um, and they're the ones doing the work on the field. While, while it may sound like, you know, this is, this is far off missions, for them, it's, it's close in. They're going to their people. They're going to the unreached people in their nations and making sure they have an opportunity to hear the gospel. Because I got to tell you, where first, my heart was first broken a uh, long time ago when we were homeschooling our kids, and we would pray over a map as part of our geography lesson. We'd have the kids go and do a little research over each nation, and, and then we'd pray together over each nation. And one time, I'm sitting there, and I'm praying over the nation of Morocco, and, and hear me out, I'm Scandinavian. I have almost no emotions. I have to carry an onion in my pocket at funerals just to get me to look like I'm crying. I, I just, I, it just is who I am. And all of a sudden, I'm weeping over the nation of Morocco because I realized it was over 90% Muslim and the people there don't even have the opportunity to know Jesus because it's so rigid and strict with the government. And that was where my heart really got just shaped and moved on, gosh, this isn't right. This is the biggest injustice in the world is that people are dying without even having the opportunity to know who Jesus is. You know, I think of, gosh, when in, in Revelation, when John talks about in seven, verse, chapter 7, verses 9 and 10, he says, after this I saw a great multitude that nobody could number from every tongue, tribe, nation, and people standing before the Lamb and the throne, clothed in white robes 
with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And when I think about that, I think about the fact that it says people from every tribe, tongue, nation. Every. It's not just some. It's everyone. But how are they going to hear if we don't go, right? And, and, you know, you think about where we're at today in this world. I know a lot of you are just like, Jesus, come back. Come on. For crying out loud, come back, <laughs> right? But here's the thing. When the, when the disciples went to Jesus and asked him, hey, how, how, how will we know when you're going to return? He said in Matthew 24, 14, he said this gospel will be proclaimed as a testimony to all nations. And the actual word is all ethne, all people groups. And then the end will come. So if we're sitting here and we're not sharing with our neighbors who Jesus is, whether it's here in Coeur d'Alene, whether it's in DR Congo, Ethiopia, wherever, if we're not doing anything, if we're not moving, well, you can't keep complaining and saying, come back. we got to do our part. And then he'll do his part. Um, so, sorry, a little sidetrack. Uh, New Covenant missions, that's, that's our heart. We, we focus, we aim, we strategically map out the continent of Africa, and we're going to the places where we know there are no churches, there are no believers. We're focusing on people groups that in the past have had no known believers. And these guys will share with you some stories of the first ever believers among an entire people group, a people group being, you know, maybe 10,000 people up to 20,000, 40,000 people that speak a common language, have common culture, but yet had never had anyone come to tell them about who Jesus is. And that's what New Covenant's mission is. We raise up church planners from Africa, from the localities, and we send them throughout um, all these nations, and I'm sure more to come soon, um, to make sure that everybody has that opportunity. And yeah, 1,000 and 99 churches planted in the first six months. That in itself is amazing and crazy. But what you got to understand is that this is among extreme Muslims. This is among witch doctors and like so far out in the bush that it takes you six days to drive there type of people groups. So it's even more intense and more incredible than that. And we're seeing God on the increase with the fruit. So we're doing our part and God's like, hey, look what I'll do with this. Look what I'll do. If you go, look what I'll do. I will bring the Al-Shabaab terrorists to Jesus. Right? So before I hand it back to Seth, um, I want to share a little bit of a story with you just along that line. Because Africa's really divided between, um, as far as unreached people groups go, they're either going to be very Islamic or they're going to be what we call animists. Uh, tribal religions where they worship trees and rocks, they have a witch doctor, that kind of stuff. Um, a few years back, I was just stunned uh, to meet this man. I can't tell you exactly where he's from, and the name that I'll use might not be his real name. It might be his real name. It's hard to know, uh, just because if I told you, I'd have to kill you. Um, <laughs> so I meet this guy. His name's, he's actually a sheikh, Sheikh Abdullah. And, um, and, and I come to find out he's actually uh, a church planter. Yet he goes by the name Sheikh still. Sheikh Abdullah was uh, the pastor of a mosque 
in, in this place and uh, through an incredible series of miracles where um, basically a scripture was unveiled to him through a piece of paper that was wrapped around his groceries, he came to know Jesus. It just it like blew my mind. He had visions and dreams and comes to know Jesus. The coolest thing about it, though, because we, we see a lot of these kind of miracles around, but the coolest thing about it is what did Sheikh Abdullah do after he got saved? He stayed in the mosque. He preached Jesus from the mosque for six months. Preaching Jesus from the mosque for six months before the local leaders caught on, the other mosque caught on, and we're like, no, (laughs) can't do that. Um, To that end, he faced a lot of persecution. To be honest, he he was poisoned, uh, which always makes me think of uh, the Great Commission in Mark where, uh, you know, it says, go into the world, preach the gospel to all creation. Uh, These signs will follow you. And one of the signs is you'll drink deadly poison and it won't harm you. They poisoned him with deadly poison. Sheikh Abdullah is still alive. Right? Stunning. And Sheikh Abdullah has led over 200 Muslims to the Lord since he started working with us. He can't be right in the mosque anymore, but he actually preaches Jesus from the Quran. It's insane. So I've I've probably already taken too long. Here you go. I love it. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Gari, who is the regional director for the Horn of Africa, which includes um, Ethiopia, Somalia. I'm not. They're right there. Um, This this region includes uh, some of the hardest, most turbulent, most um, resistant areas of Africa, especially when we look at at Somalia. Um, and there's one nation right, right there that looks like it should belong to the Horn Africa, and we're just going to prophesy that it's going to be a part of New Covenant, and that is Eritrea, right? Eritrea is, is darn near impossible to get the gospel into, but I said darn near. Darn near. But not for what God has been doing through New Covenant. And I'm going to believe that the rest of that, that, little, that little, I don't know, tail thing, that's turning yellow. That's turning yellow. But when... when uh, when I went to Ethiopia with Gari, we went to this, this area called Gemma, and um, it, it was this, this beautiful area, but very, very densely populated uh, with, with Islam. And when we went there, there were, there were two church planters there, and I think only one structure church, one like official church, and uh, we got to go and worship with them and meet some of their congregation members and hear testimonies of people, um, for no better term, I think, defecting from Islam and then the, the, the things that they faced. Gari, can you tell us more about Gemma, maybe, but also just what's happening in that region that you're overseeing, what God is doing? Yeah. Um, uh, greetings <laughs> from uh, Ethiopia and uh, the Horn region. Church planters, when I when they knew that I'm coming here, they said they just uh, they asked me to pass greetings for you, so receive their greetings, particularly for from the church planters, and uh, my wife, my kids. Um, I'm uh, part of this church. I've been here three times, and I love this church. This is truly I. Yeah, because you pray for us, uh, we're, we have been successful because of your prayers. We don't, I don't have any doubt for that. Because whenever we go to difficult places like here, Somalia or Djibouti or Sudan, um, doors 
gate open. And the, the reason is, is it's a, our prayer, prayer of the body of Christ. So, so you continue to pray. It is the, the same God will <laughs> open door for Eritrea too. We, we have prepared two church planters to, call, to go there. They are ready. But still, we don't get the breakthrough. That's, uh, but it, it will happen. And uh, in fact, God is uh, doing amazing things there also. So I'm, I'm uh, the coordinator of this region, the Horn region. So we are working here. We have about 230 church planters. One of uh, the region is um, Jimma, where uh, says and uh, his team visited. That time... It's a very important time for me, by the way, because I have also decided to give my full time. So that September, October, is, oh, that was an amazing time. You know, I, I just get addicted for mission, and I'm still addicted, and I will continue to be addicted because <laughs> mission is so. When you see many people come to, to, to the kingdom and see, you know, freed from all sorts of uh, bad things like... Uh, uh, devil works or diseases or, you know, when they see they become peaceful and so on, you, you simply immerse it there and there's no door to get out. So I'm uh, close there in the mission field. So I'm, I'm so glad serving the, uh, the, the, the kingdom. So when they came that time, in Jemma we started uh, in a small church, and uh, the church was in, in, in the middle of the market, and it was a very, very difficult place. And, uh, you know, more, many Muslims, and uh, in Ethiopia we have a uh, leaf called chat. You don't know chat, it's just like marijuana, it's very addictive. So these people getting uh, saved from uh, uh, that area. Now we started um, supporting that place. That church planted four churches now. The, the very amazing things, you know, maybe 100 kilometers from that area, that church we planted, they planted another big church. Just before I came here, we, they had a, a conference. They invited me to serve in that conference, but uh, because of time, I couldn't go. But uh, in that conference, in that um, multi-generational church, 30 people get saved in that time. So it's kind of... <laughs> Uh, movement happens there. So we are, we are working in these difficult areas where the Al Shabaab uh, were born. We're uh, joking, it might not be a joke, but we're joking that America, instead of sending uh, troops here, it's good to send church planters because if uh, the <laughs> people are converted to Christ, they want to be uh, you know, terrorists and so on. So that's good strategy. So this is uh, the, the, the ocean of these uh, groups. Uh, so we are working here, and we have kind of uh, you know, amazing movement around. You know, we tried in Ethiopian, um, uh, in Ethiopian uh, Somali, but this one is more you know, vibrant than even where we, 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 we are now. So God is doing amazing things here. And uh, in Ethiopia also, we have a very difficult group called Gari, just like my name. These people 
It's very difficult, and they are one of the darkest places on the face of the world. So these people live in Ethiopia, I mean Kenya and um, Somalia. So they are kind of isolated, discriminated, and marginalized. But uh, you know, two years ago we went there with medical mission and so on. There were no Christians there. Now we have uh, underground church. Even we have church planters from that area where we brought to the kingdom. So things are going like this. Um, the Jumma Church is amazing church. Now we have um, four church planters working, and we have multi generational churches there. Multi generational church means the church we planted, plant churches. So that's the movement we want. So it happens like that. I would like to, I mean, Seth to come with his team to see that one. And I always promise them to, you know, bring people from here because I support that church belongs to you or the church of uh, uh, Heart of the City uh, Church because we're uh, planting in partnership. And uh, I really thank you for your prayer, your partnership, and your encouragement. When I came here, I filled with the, um, with the <laughs> spirit of God. And when I go back, I am no more the same. So I, you know, this is <laughs> kind of changing experience. This one, Eric knows that one. So it's just that I, uh, that happens for the church planters. When we visit them, they feel the same. So that's the, you know, the spirit moves while we're meeting. So God bless you. I just thank you for your partnership, your encouragement, your prayer, your fund, and uh, God is good. <laughs> thank you, Daryl. Um, Samuel, who, again, I just got to meet you on Thursday. Uh, I've actually seen you, you, you comment on Heart of the City's Facebook uh, like our live feed and things like mm -hmm. that, and I've seen so I've seen your messages, and I see I think I've seen you on video chats for uh, for New Covenant. But um, I was so moved on Thursday night when I heard you talk about uh, just some of the people groups that that you've been able to reach in the DRC. So for those those of you who don't know, which is which is probably all of you, uh, Samuel is the national coordinator uh, for New Covenant in the DRC, which is the Democratic Republic of Congo. Could you tell us about one of the people groups that you have ministered to, one of the people groups that there were no believers before, but now you see what God is doing in one of those people groups? Okay, thank you. My English is not uh, totally good, but uh, I hope uh, the Holy Spirit will uh, help you to understand. Uh, I'm a church member of this church. I'm a distance member of this church uh, since 20, uh, 2019. I and my wife, Dorcas, and my children, we are members of this church. I praise the Lord to be physically in this church and uh, to share what God is doing in the field uh, in uh, Democratic Republic of Congo. Uh, New Covenant Missions is uh, a ministry that uh, I welcome in my country on uh, 2018, on October 4, at uh, 
6.45 p.m. <laughs> I will come to this uh, ministry from him when he started to chat with me. And uh, I did not think uh, that uh, I could uh, work for God like I'm doing today. I did not think. I thought I, can, uh, I could uh, serve God like singing in the church, preaching. Uh, I thought I could, like, I could do like that, but I did not think that uh, I could work for God like I'm doing today. When he started to chat with me, uh, he asked me a, a, work, a very difficult work because he sent me a link to search a people group in the area that I never reached before. It is, uh, my seat is here near Rwanda. I border Rwanda. But the people is here. Um, they call him Kogur people, sorry. They call him Koguru people. They are in South Sudan and in Congo. So when he told me, when he asked me to, to search these people, I told him that it is difficult for me to search that people. Because even when I was a businessman, I could not reach uh, the area because from my city to this uh, area uh, it needs uh, six days of going and six days of uh, coming back in my city so it is it was not uh, easy to accept that task the second difficult uh, to go to that uh, people it is not easy because uh, as you know, as you are seeing on uh, TV, uh, DRC is living in security. Uh, rebels are burning villages, uh, are killing people. So it, is, it was not uh, easy to leave my city and start a journey where I don't have benefit, I don't have profit. When I was businessman, I could not go to that area. So why can I go to that area when I don't have profit inside? He convinced me that uh, he will be praying for me and I have to go. <laughs> you know, I'm a pastor's son. When someone tells me that he will pray for me. I accept. If you tell me that you, you will pray for me, I believe and I go. When he told me that, I accepted and I started the journey. I went and I searched uh, the people. I found the people and we started the work there. And today we have 12 churches among the Koguru people. And this was...
Maybe it's on. There it is. This was, this was a people group, once again, that had no known believers ever. Not one Koguru person had ever known Jesus before Samuel and his team went there. So thank you, Samuel, for saying yes. Praise the Lord. Uh, before, uh, I was not happy to go to them. I was angry to go to them. But when I reached the place, I saw that uh, they are happy and they are ready to receive me and present the gospel. So I praise the Lord for the training he did for me and to push me to go to them and we present the gospel. The first people accepted Jesus, the second one. And the church you saw uh, on video, it is one of the church we planted among the Koguru people. They are three zero four church members in that area. Yeah, a three hundred four believers. They are among. Why I love, why I like NCM. I like NCM uh, because of three reasons. The first reason, NCM comes in my country and uh, go to work in the bush, in the forest. When other ministries come and they want to stop in the cities because of uh, uh, killings in the bush because of uh, insecurity in the forest. Uh, ministries come and stop in the cities. But NCM comes and go in the forest. Even the president, the NCM president comes. You know, uh, many people come and do audit in the cities, in our offices, and they go back in their home. But the president, NCM president, comes to my city. We took the flight with him, and we went to the Koguru people in the forest. They saw him, they say, oh, the white man, we never, see, we never seen the white man. They welcome him, and it was, they, it was a big joy in the forest. I think maybe one day he can show you the video, how they, 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 they received him in the forest. And uh, it is a dangerous area, because after we, we, we pass, Villages were burnt after, after him. So rebels had come in literally right after I left. When I got back to the city, he didn't tell me until I was like a... <laughs> uh, rebels came and burned down the villages that we were in. Um, there's a lot of Islamic rebels coming over from South Sudan and Uganda, and they hide in the woods there of northeast DR Congo, and that's what we're facing. Uh, the second reason, 
ministries are coming in my country to work with churches, but NCM come, comes in my country to work with churches and to create other churches. But others come to work only with uh, the churches that exist, that already exist. But NCM comes uh, to create new churches. And uh, lastly, uh, NCM uh, is equipping, it, it equips church planters with uh, Bibles, uh, with audio Bibles, with Jesus film kits, and uh, motorcycle, and uh, many things that are helping churches, uh, church planters to go beyond and to go forth to plant many, many churches. Because uh, since the first people group, the Kogur people, we have now, we are reaching now five people groups, and we already planted one, one, two churches among them. Yeah, now we, we have 101 uh, true churches among those people. We, I hope and believe uh, we are going to add uh, add people groups that we can reach for uh, cross. And I'm also training pa pastors since uh, 2019. I already... Uh, trained more than 1,000 uh, pastors who can go with us in the bushes, in the, the forest, to reach people for Christ. Because, you know, before, uh, many people, many pastors were trained and want to stay in the city. They want to stay in the, the, the central, they want to stay in the towns, but now after training, they accept to go also to seek people for Christ in the forest. I hope uh, in uh, five years or 10 years, we will have many, many churches in the forest and the bushes for the glory of God. May God bless you. Beautiful. Thank you, Sam. Can we tell Samuel how much we love him? That was so beautiful. Thank you. <clears throat> now, Gary, I want to hand this off to you, but, but I just I want to reinforce something that Eric said before. Part of what made me fall in love with NCM and, and what made me more passionate about getting involved with this missions organization, um, more so than many others, even though there's lots of incredible ones, was I loved their vision to equip indigenous people who are already there, who already know the culture, who already know the obstacles, who already know the language, simply empower them to reach their own people. And it's incredibly effective and incredibly fruitful. And so it's easy for us to forget that these men and the people that work with them are ministering in their Jerusalem, in their Judea, their Samaria. For us, we look and we go, you're ministering in the ends of the earth. And they're like, it's my backyard. So Gari, he carries himself very humbly. He's a very meek person. But when you walk with him through the streets of Ethiopia, I'll speak for myself, I felt like I was walking with the king of Ethiopia. Because let me, let me tell you this. 
Don't let his humility confuse you and, and, and you not understand the authority that he walks in. He walks in incredible authority, incredible courage, and demands the attention of a room, not literally demanding like you better listen to me, but with the, with the presence that he brings. And um, so, Gary, would you tell us and would you encourage Heart of the City Church about reaching people in our own yes. Judea, Jerusalem, Samaria? Can we, can, we, can we welcome him bringing the word to us? Yeah, I'm so humbled. <laughs> yeah, um, glory to God. It belong, uh, everything belongs to Him. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm, I'm really happy and uh, I'm blessed. <laughs> it's a privilege for me. And uh, thank you for giving us this opportunity. Uh, it is beyond, uh, you know, our, our capacity, you know. So uh, God is good. Jesus is coming because we are reaching as many people group uh, uh, as possible as you uh, uh, observed, as you uh, saw from the film, from our testimonies, and so on. So he's, uh, he's, he's coming, uh, and we, he may come in our generation, believe me. <laughs> uh, because we are working, God is doing, he's uh, moving so um, I just want to encourage you to move. So my topic is movement for salvation. Can you say movement? <laughs> Can you repeat it? <laughs> movement. <laughs> Moving from here to there, but uh, as all movement is not good, by the way. <laughs> the movement that God guides, that's the, 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 the right movement. So God uh, sends people, God wants people to go, but uh, on the right direction, in the right direction. You know Jonah? God uh, sent him, but he moved to the wrong direction. I'm, I'm saying moving in the right direction, where God shows. Amen? So that's the movement I'm, I'm talking about. So after movement, after uh, movement in the purpose of God, it, it, uh, the result will be salvation. So I call it movement for salvation. Amen? <laughs> uh, I read from uh, um, the book of Luke. I, you know, this is very uh, famous, but popular um, uh, section because um, you get there very um, short but rich, influential person. At the same time, he's an old guy, and uh, he was uh, meeting Jesus while Jesus was moving. Can you say moving? <laughs> Jesus was moving, yeah, through Jerusalem. You know, when he was coming to Jerusalem, he met, for example, a blind man, and uh, he received sight from Jesus. While moving Jesus, he healed people, he uh, set free people, and so on. So uh, this Jer uh, Jericho guy, uh, by the name of Je um, uh, Zacchaeus, was one of them. Um, so let me read it, uh, some of the, it's, it's short one. Uh, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zac um, Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who 
Jesus was. Yeah, I like this one. He wants to Jesus. He wants to see Jesus. But uh, because he was short, he couldn't uh, see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and um, climbed the sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was uh, coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said uh, to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Say today. today. When is salvation? Today. Ta- salvation is today. Amen. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All, um, all the people saw this uh, and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. <laughs> but Zacchaeus stood up. Wait, wait, Jesus. I want to tell you something. And he said to the Lord, look, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possession to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. For an old guy to decide this decision is very, very uh, difficult. Because uh, if you are young, you're still uh, the strength to work and get uh, wealth. But you, as you get uh, older, you know, that's very challenging. But, but Zacchaeus, he said, because in chapter 18, you knew that young man, when Jesus asked him, he, him to sell and share what he, he, he has, he, that guy was not happy. Even Jesus said, you know, how difficult for the rich to, um, you know, um, uh, um, get, uh, go to the kingdom. So it's not easy. But before Jesus tells to Zacchaeus, he said, I will sell and share for the poor. <laughs> and Jesus, you know, he was touched. And they said, today salvation has come to this house. When? Yeah. When Zacchaeus decided, Jesus also decided to save him. In the Bible, I knew few people, particularly in the New Testament, that uh, confirmed their salvation while they were on earth. One of them is this guy, this short guy. He's lucky, I tell you. Jesus said, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus of Nazareth was passing by Jericho. While he was moving, he found uh, this uh, man. When he passed by, Jesus also healed the, um, uh, the, the blind guy. Uh, but when you see Zacchaeus, he is old, rich, and a chief, that means he's at higher um, uh, authority. For him to run, to climb, and eager to see a young man is shameful, but he did it. It doesn't go with his personality. Zacchaeus, come, but Jesus, when he saw that son, he said, Zacchaeus, come down, because I must stay at your house when? Today, because I saw your decision. You know, Jesus is the guest of a sinner. Today, salvation has come to this house. You know, what I liked, Jesus and uh, Zacchaeus, they were moving together. What did they do? <laughs> they moved. When they moved, salvation happened. 
um, <clears throat> Jesus came to give us salvation. Jesus wants to meet us today to give salvation because salvation belongs to him. Um, I will read to demonstrate um, that movement. Uh, you open it? Good. Wonderful. Psalm Good. 85, number eight. Eight. Yes. I will hear what the Lord God will speak. Who, who speak? The Lord God. This word, what you're going to hear is that's from God. What he said. For he will speak peace. Yep. Mm. To his people and to his saints. Mm -hmm. But let them not turn back to folly. Mm. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him. His salvation is where? <laughs> is near. But for salvation to happen, there is a, a process. The process is called movement. Say it, movement. movement. Yet yeah, they have to move. Then uh, verse 10, it says, it's amazing, amazing. I love that verse because I see movement there. Mercy and truth have met together. Aha. Uh -huh. Who met? Mercy and, uh, mercy and uh, truth are the concept or pers persons? They are concept. If they are concept, do concept move? No. So we have to change this a little bit. So yeah, I, I, then the next verse, what did it say? Righteousness <laughs> and peace have kissed. Oh. <laughs> in our Bible, in Amharic, the righteousness, I know it's equivalent uh, translation. It says justice. Justice and what? Peace missed. Uh, kissed each other, sorry. So I need four volunteers. Two from here, two from here. Young men and women. It just I want to, uh, you to give me a few minutes just to volunteer. Who is doing that? Yeah. You missed it. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Oh, good. Please sit there. <laughs> Somewhere. One boy? Yes, wonderful. One boy from here. Oh, good. Let's, we simply do the drama. <laughs> it says, who spoke this word? David says, I listen what God speaks. So they would listen what God speaks, okay? <laughs> I change your name from, um, what's your name? Oh, <laughs> now I've changed your name to uh, Mercy. So your name is? Mercy. And... <laughs> What's your name? No, no. Yes. Shannon. I will change your name to Truth. In Greek, Truth is a, a woman. So that's good, the combination. So the Bible says, Truth and mercy have met together. In order to meet together, what do they do? Move. So they meet. <laughs> There are no more. They are no more concepts. There, you just shack <laughs> because <laughs> because they meet together. <laughs> so the funny thing is the next one. <laughs> what did it say? I your name is now peace. Okay, your name is justice. Okay. 
the Bible says, they listen what the Bible says. Mercy, no, no, justice and the peace, what did they do? They kiss. They, oh, they, they couldn't do this stuff while they are there, so they have to move. Oh, it just, oh, oh thank you. <laughs> now, <laughs> when this thing happens, God declares. Do you expect what he declares? The declaration is salvation. Hallelujah. After movement, after this truth and um, mercy met together, justice and the peace kissed each other, there will be reconciliation. There will be salvation. What did it say after that, Eric? Righteousness will go before him and mm -hmm. shall make his footsteps our pathway. No, no. Oh, before that. Before that. <laughs> Oops. Yes, the Lord will give what is good. The Lord will give when he saw this for, I would say people. I, would say, I wouldn't say concept because they moved their people or this, the character of God. Like, yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> when, they, when God saw them meeting, God, God say, oh, they're good and let me uh, appreciate that one. No, he, he would do what good thing is that? And our land will yield its increase. Yeah, for us, God's good is salvation. Do you agree with me? Yes. And for mission organization like us, the harvest is the soul of the sinners. What it says, the land will give its harvest. God will... Um, will bless or he will give the good thing that's salvation hallelujah what i just in ethiopia what i do when I, what i do when i do these things you do, do who, who was the peace and oh, mercy and truth mercy. Uh, yeah, and, and you truth you shake hands and um sorry you shake hands <laughs> sorry to do that come here do what you did before. You just kiss the, yeah. It's just like the cross. <laughs> I like this one. The cross, in the cross or on the cross, truth, mercy, justice, and the peace have been revealed. Salvation happened. When they meet, when they kiss each other, God's salvation, uh, Yes, <laughs> multiplied. Thank you very much. Let's pray. Let's pray together. For salvation to happen, movement is crucial. Jesus has to move. Sinners have to meet him and confess. Jesus has to declare the salvation. And uh, the, the, our heavenly Father decide, declare salvation. Let's pray. Let's pray together. What is good for you? Our land will yield its harvest. What is harvest for us? Righteousness goes before him and prepares the way for his steps. I tell you now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the time of salvation.
Let's pray. Let's pray. You may pray for us. Father, we uh, I just want to thank you so much for this precious word. Lord, we pray that you would open our eyes to see the meeting, the meeting of of mercy and justice and righteousness and truth, and how in that meeting that we see a picture of the cross. We see a picture of salvation. When you met with us, Lord, I pray that we would see that in our everyday lives and that we would be that encounter. We would be the encounter where truth and mercy meet. In Jesus' name, amen.